0: You there?
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Just go. Um, yeah. Let
0: me just make
1: me just make sure my thing is still. Oh God, the computer went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's um. I think <laughs> my recording stopped about like ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess this is going to be the first test of if you're. Dual recording worked. I, my computer is literally full of disk space. <laughs> <laughs> A little too much laughing, Mueller
0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Fun and Wingcast. This is your co-host, Brendan, joined by my co-host, Warren. Hey, Warren, what's up? Uh, <laughs> I like that. Nice casual introduction. Nothing. Nothing's changed. There's. A, it's not like It's been like a year since we recorded last. Yeah,
1: it's all good. Nothing's changed. Um, so anyway, let's just roll right into this. Totally to destroyed. <laughs> I have nothing to say. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess we should... Um, address our absence um, for our devoted fans. The most recent episode, which released prior to this one, um, which was Betrayed by Home Far Away, episode seventeen. That is our that's season two, episode four, I believe.
0: <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. This is season two, episode five, episode eighteen. <laughs> Talk is destroyed. Okay.
1: Not confusing um, at all. Sweet not confusing at all. Um, Yeah, so yeah, that was recorded sometime about a year ago. Um, A lot has happened. Uh, As you know, Brendan and I prefer to maintain the sweet, sweet embrace of anonymity that the (laughs) internet gives us. So um, without getting into too much specifics, um, in the past year, um, I moved on (laughs) from my previous job uh and was unemployed for some time and started a new career and also moved, relocated to another to another area, (laughs) another geographical area. (laughs) Undisclosed Um, location. Undisclosed location. (laughs) And uh Started watching, also also got into some new some new Netflix shows and uh,
0: Trader. Trader
1: <laughs> and uh some other things. Oh, and also my uh lovely wife had a lovely child <laughs> last year.
0: <laughs> and that's pretty presumably far you do
1: it, too. But Presumably I do too. Yeah, with another man, <laughs> with her new <laughs> husband. <laughs> uh and uh so yeah there's been some some changes in my life and uh yeah the new the new career transition involved several months of being away from home and training and all kinds of fun stuff so um yeah i i feel like between that and um uh that and the the child thing and some other stuff I, we had we had a we had a busy year so i i absolutely I beg uh forgiveness of our fans for for bearing with us and um not putting out an episode for quite some time and I would also like to thank my co host Brendan for putting up with me
0: <laughs> and, through all
1: this and not being on like episode on on season five episode eight with a new and clearly <laughs> <a> superior co host.
0: <laughs> no, not a problem. And yeah, I don't think they're I don't think I could find a suitable replacement for you, uh, even if I tried. And even if I thought about just like being like, Okay, the podcast is over, I'm just gonna watch Gundam Wing I feel like that would end up just being torture, just going through the episodes and watching them and just like thinking about all the sweet, sweet podcast material that I'm missing out on. So i glad, glad that everything's settling down a little bit and we're able to jump back in the saddle. Um,
1: yeah, speak like, speaking of things <laughs> settling down in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: we haven't addressed the whole, like, yeah, world's on fire, essentially, you know. But uh, Yeah,
1: I know that just made me think of it when you said, oh, at least now things are settling down a bit. It's
0: one way of putting it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, so I guess, we don't really have to get into all of that, but, uh, needless to say, um, hope everyone is all of our listeners are staying safe and doing their social distancing thing and, uh, and being, being responsible and all that. And, uh, who knows if this, uh, if listening to this ridiculous podcast can help you in some way pass the time while you sit in quarantine, then Hey, maybe that's something.
0: That would be a win in my book. Yeah. Yeah, And for sure. Yeah. And, one of the silver linings, I guess, is, uh, current situation has, you know, I, I thought that jumping back into podcasting would kind of be like riding a bike, you know, like, oh yeah, it'd be, it'd be easy to get everything back together, but, uh, yeah, yeah, the current situation definitely gave me some time to, you know, perhaps relearn how to set up recording stuff, you know, and it <laughs> took maybe, maybe a few more hours than I originally thought it would, but, uh, here we are, so I think we're good to yeah
1: go. i'm I'm definitely a little uh i gotta say I'm a little to that bike analogy I'm a little uh a little anxious cause it's it's been a while since I had a little uh <laughs> scratch of note paper in front of me <laughs> and this microphone and and hearing Brendan's voice, oh boy, here we go,
0: all right, here we go, so episode eighteen toggi's <clears throat> destroyed, uh which I feel like is a bit of a misleading name but yeah maybe like destroy toggies exclamation point would be a better name but uh that's great yeah yeah (laughs) we'll get to that um so kicking it off um get a little recap i just want to say yeah
1: i gotta say (laughs) i just love that i love that idea of like destroy toggies like um is that maybe not just, I feel like sort of unique to anime, but probably lots of shows. Um, I love it when a show has a good title. It's like exclamatory or like, like, like imperative. mission. Yeah. Destroy Togis. <laughs> just that with a, with like several exclamation points. Um,
0: no, totally. I think
1: I, I like that. That it was it's definitely a better choice.
0: <laughs> I agree. Maybe maybe that'd be the episode title for this podcast is destroy Togis. Exclamation point. We can try to <laughs> rewrite some past, uh, past wrongs and mm-hmm. gun of wing history
1: right like the, the the theme of this would be like um you know like fundum wing cast, go forward and record <laughs> exclamation yeah. point like it's like some kind of like call to action uh title <laughs> i like that <laughs> all right as as, 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 as yeah, i'm just I'm just expressing admiration for, you, for your commentary well, <laughs> the f- very first thing you commented on <laughs> this you. is gonna take a while yeah
0: <laughs> already at the 10 minute mark so yeah
1: and and further discussing the title <laughs> of the episode targets destroyed doesn't that sound like one of those like uh teasers of like something you know is not really going to happen but they kind of do that to hook you to get the show like on friday night's episode of the new show someone will die like one of these gundams will be destroyed
0: <laughs>
1: and it kind of gets you to tune in even though you're like I kind of think the Tolkies is not gonna be destroyed by the end of this,
0: <laughs> also like did they're, they're not really gonna get, get rid of
1: one of their iconic mobile suits, yeah,
0: did the pilots really get betrayed by Home far away last episode, or were they really just betrayed <laughs> by the by the uh by Oz right <laughs> let's go through let's go through the past seventeen episode titles and <laughs> analyze.
1: Uh, yeah, just give me a second accuracy. here. I'm, uh, I'm bringing up the uh, episode title for the last
0: 17 episodes. <laughs> All right, so episode four was episode, four was episode four is the Victoria nightmare. Was it really a nightmare? I mean, who could say? Right.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're we're doing this. <laughs> All
0: right, so. Um, I don't want to skip through this too quickly, but um, do you have any thoughts about the? Uh... I don't
1: think you have to. I don't think you have to worry about that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> any thoughts about the <laughs> recap? About the. Uh...
1: Um, I, this was an all Catra recap,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah, nothing. Uh, it was being as it has been a year since we watched Gundam Wing. Um, I was, I, I'm sure I've forgotten some things, but. I certainly remember Katra now because it was an all Katra recap.
0: I'm glad we got to see some of those wobbly eyes again too. <laughs> if we forget everything about Gundam Wing, that's one thing that we will never forget. <laughs>
1: yeah, those wobbly eyes.
0: No, um, no uh, nar- narrator this time though, which was a bit of a disappointment. But maybe next time.
1: But yeah, I feel like those wobbly eyes though. It's a, it's it's a good recap, at least for me. It was it worked because. Um those wobbly eyes are like sort of a trigger image that like bring all the other memories flooding back. Like then you know there's some sort of like secret like sleeper agent Manchurian candidate and they speak a code word and like all of his like programming comes back. Just like a couple seconds of staring at Katra's face and it was like, Oh yeah, no, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> oh. Uh, so it, it was it was an effective, it was an effective recap.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, we get a, we start out with a little meeting with the five engineers, um, getting kind of interrogated by Lady Un. Um, she, I guess, has pulled up some information and, and talks about how they were all like engineers, I guess, on the Toggies slash, like development of the toggies, I guess, or at least the, the prototyping of it. Um, right. And, um, we actually, I actually, I don't think she's talking to them, but, um, we get kind of get like a headshot of, of all of them, um, on her, as she's like going through (laughs) the research. Um, and I actually had a quick game I wanted to play Warren with you. Uh, Okay. Was, um, I, I did a little bit, a little bit pausing and, um, took down notes on each of the letters associated with each of the engineers. And okay. wanted to see how how good your memory was or recollection was or notes, oh, how good your notes are in terms of who's named what. Well,
1: so. uh, you're definitely, this is an authentic quiz because I, I paused it too and I was just more curious about how it was just like random computer code that was scrolling by. <laughs> I thought it would be like, you know, be like age, you know, sex biography like something like stats about the different doctors but it was just random gobbledygook
0: <laughs> so you were busy trying to read the matrix while uh <laughs> <laughs> and
1: i totally missed the doctor letters yes
0: <laughs> all right so let's just say we have we have doc we have j g s h and o
1: okay have a j g s h and o
0: yeah um juliet golf sierra hotel oscar
1: well done um well jay uh we can eliminate because that's uh, mr claw
0: mm-hmm. yep <laughs> also that known good.
1: as uh, stanley stanley cameo <laughs> um I, I would prefer if you uh list the remaining four by your preferred nicknames for that okay, yep before i before i make my guesses
0: all right i can do that So the remaining four are Nose Mask, Mustache, or Failed Magician. Same person. Uh, I guess Mr. Clean, and Mushroom Head.
1: Oh. Oh. It, it, this is bad, because I honestly, I thought that, I thought there was a Dr. K, but <laughs> apparently there isn't, so that just goes to show how well I'm going to do it. This. I thought, yeah, okay. Um, cool. I am, I am really, I going to be guessing, I'm, I'm really going to be throwing starts in the dark.
0: Not <laughs> a thing. I did, I did not did really think of this quote-unquote quote uh, game very well. So, yeah, just go for it. Uh, I'm gonna go. Doctor H is mushroom head. Nope, that's Doctor H is mustache magician man.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, okay, mustache magician. All right, I still still got three chances um is is dr o mr Clean?
0: yes and that's the one that head. i was thinking i don't know why but in my head that makes sense like out of all of those i was like okay dr o totally see that <laughs> you know right
1: there is something <laughs> I, don't know why. I don't know what it is but <laughs> okay all right so now i have g and s and i got i got mushroom and and parrot face mask, no yep. mask. I'm gonna go with G. I'm gonna, I'm, I do think that, I'm pretty sure mushroom is duo doctor, and I'm gonna go with G for him. Correct. So that just leaves, uh, S must be, uh, good old parrot, and, uh, um, good old, good old parrot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is indeed. And look forward in a few episodes or a dozen episodes from now when we revisit this quiz and try to match the doctors with the, uh, pilots. Well, I guess pilots. it would be three left, but it'll
1: be three left. Yeah. Yeah. All
0: right. Fair it's...
1: enough.
0: Good job. Sweet. Um,
1: <laughs> that's not bad. A three out of four is not bad.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm pleased. Uh,
1: yeah. So, um, it, 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 to your point earlier, like this, this scene with Bunn, um, I think it's, uh, it's sort of – I, I, always, I always like – I think I always think I have a more, like, informed vocabulary than I really do. So I'm probably misusing the words, but, like, topical or, like, relevant right now. Maybe you could come up with another – a good word for me. Um, but I think Un is kind of doing the equivalent of, like, a Skype or Zoom meeting with one of her subordinates while she is, like, talking about the doctors in this scene.
0: There's a yeah, there's a quite a bit of that in this episode actually, right? Yeah, a little maybe like um, e meeting or video conferencing.
1: Yeah. yeah you, so what would you, uh Warren?
0: We are we are not we are not sponsored by Skype or Zoom, so I refer <laughs> I I I'd prefer you refer to it by a generic name. <laughs> yet yet <laughs> yet. Uh, I'd like
1: to take a minute for our first break to tell and talk to you about Zoom. <laughs> uh, when Lady On needs to uh change identities and outfits while simultaneously discussing the plans for her captured scientists, she trusts Zoom. Or
0: or for for all your uh, ordering of the assassination of children by Nicole, you can only (laughs) trust one source.
1: Right. That's not the time you want a connection error. Trust Zoom. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, I'm sure someone who works for zoom listens to this podcast and is just going to be awarding us a very lucrative sponsorship any moment now.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> like, like that's what zoom needs to be doing right now. They're <laughs> yeah. like, Are you kidding me? They're definitely You've struggling. never made so much money without advertising ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, the, there was a pretty cool scene. I think dur- during this whole, uh, Video conferencing thing she was doing, where um I don't know if you caught it, but as she was like talking, you could just saw kind of saw her like silhouette. It just kind of looked like a stylish yeah. like silhouette, and then she like turned and the shades opened like at the same time. Yeah, and it was, yeah, I thought it was a pretty effective um use of shades, <laughs> shades I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it, well, and it was like yeah, it was kind of an already scene because you can you can see um. Yeah, I mean, this is our first scene. So obviously, let's analyze this for the next 15 minutes. (laughs) Continue to. Um, But, like, at one point, you only see, like, the shadows of Lady Un and um, the maids kind of tending to her. And so, yeah, the whole – one of the big – the big thing that's happening in this scene is she is uh, changing her character appearance, whatever you want to call it, from kindly un to – uh, ruthless general or colonel, on uh, whatever. Her, what's her rank?
0: I think it's her I think they're all colonels.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> that's why. I've, that's, um, that's why I've come to it, at least.
1: And it's funny because re-listening to the previous episode, I um one of the questions we asked was, you know, when this the the blue the the kinder gentler on shows up, um, would people seeing it for the first time know that that was her? Uh, or would they think if this was a new character? So obviously, this scene would sort of answer that question if anyone did have that doubt.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like that mid, like werewolf, like mid transformation, uh, where you actually see the <clears throat> yeah, see all the steps in between. I guess like their whole pl- or her whole plan is, I guess, because these doctors slash engineers um, develop the Toggies or help build the Toggies to begin with. Um, her her whole motive is to get them to to work on a a more powerful mobile, mobile suit than the Toggies slash Gundams because it's only more powerful if all the soldiers on the battlefield acknowledge it as so. I guess.
1: <laughs> yep. There's uh that swell of triumphant music starts playing while she says it's gonna be the best, better than the Gundams, like the greatest new mobile suit. Uh, I mean, I'm probably, like, reading too much into it, but those those, those two maids just seem so quiet and subservient or even, like, fearful, you know? Um, and also last episode we were talking about, um, like, if that there was a female Oz soldier who was tending to Lady Un um, in a uniform, but oh, these yeah. are clearly not uniformed soldiers they're they're made i
0: guess
1: <laughs> um
0: maybe maybe they're part of the newly developed space force and there's not too, <laughs> not too many positions open at this
1: moment yeah yeah um so do you have do you have any uh do you have any further like uh commentary on this scene um i mean it's like and about this sort of like dual character thing uh of this transition that un
0: goes through nope so um, yes oh yeah, so, so the next scene <laughs> yeah another another uh call maybe not video call I can't quite what's a video call well this is um yeah i mean uh
1: this is between zex and uh trays mm-hmm. and uh we we see like uh tray uh, zex is on boat um and I'm hoping you could insert the audio here of that soldier who sounds like he's 12 years old. Who's <laughs> like, Captain, sir, I've brought Colonel Zex here to see you, sir. Um, but yeah, he's on the phone.
0: And, and uh, he's under this, guard too, right? that? Yeah,
1: but the, the captain is like, it was like kind of dismisses those soldiers like, this is Zex. I have a lot of respect for him. Kind of like, you don't need to guard him. Get out of here.
0: Because I guess he'd be in trouble because of his whole... Like I guess, if I'm remembering, it's all coming back. Um, I guess the whole like fighting right. Antarctica thing and blowing up the, like posing the spare parts as the wing, uh, wing zero, um, right, or Gundam Wing, I guess, and uh, yeah, all that stuff. Wing Gundam, so, yeah, Wing Gundam. Yes, yes, Wing Gundam. So I guess that would have put him in kind of in the, in the court martial adjacent uh, realm. Or maybe not even Jason, just court-martial yeah. realm.
1: <laughs> well, I think that like yeah, he was—he's definitely kind of under suspicion already for that. But then I think uh, more more blatantly, Brendan would be when he uh, said, "I'll take them all on myself," and flew <laughs> off and started splashing through like dozens of Ares mobile suits and killing a lot of Oz soldiers. I assume in yeah. the process, like. <laughs>
0: You know what? it's kinda of bad <laughs> kinda <of> bad
1: <laughs> not not nothing yes. put it that way
0: <laughs> I guess you had, you may have a point or two, <laughs> yeah. maybe three,
1: yeah, it's like uh, um, yeah it's like it's like when uh the classic like question when the police officer pulls you over, it's like, you know why I pulled you over, and uh zex is like, oh, it's uh is it because i uh you know, blew up kind of a fake imposter of the Wing Gundam, and I didn't really blow it up. And they're like, "Uh, wait, no, wait, did you do that? No, it's because you killed a bunch of people, you idiot! Like that's why you're under arrest." <laughs> so, so yeah, way to way to way to forget that, <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's because he blew up that Gundam, or maybe it's because he ran ran off to Antarctica with the Gundam pilots to have a, a special duel, and then let the Gundam pilots escape, and in the process, killed a bunch of people.
0: I guess he, yeah, I guess because he, he also killed Inspector <laughs> Ott, too, so,
1: yeah. Well, I guess not not directly, because uh, I think Troa killed Ott, did the actual, oh, the little said, finisher okay. move oh city. yes the, yeah.
0: yes yes the finisher move it's all coming back to you right? It is. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, it's been too long zex is kind of in the hot seat right now and
1: <laughs> Just a nut in the, hashtag in the hot seat for mass murder <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like Trace is kind of trying to give him a kind of trying to give him a way out um you know right. kind of saying that like hey if you like fight for us and um like still fight for Roman Feller, then, um, right? Then yeah, like it, it's it should be all good. Um, I guess kind of yeah, but Zex is kind of not having it. Um, it's right more of like a personal ideological fight for him. I guess it just really directly against pilots, I guess of his caliber or, or that he feels are you know worthy opponents. Um, more right. so than any kind of fight for Oz uh, or for Romanfella Foundation that's definitely not where his allegiance is really uh, sitting with
1: right because Trey asks him like hey if you uh, just help us defeat these Gundams it'll all be good in the eyes of the Romanfella Foundation but then he's like no I can't really <laughs> I think he just doesn't he say something he says something that causes Trey to be kind of startled because I, I kind of chuckled at that when Trey's was like, "What?"
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the when first time we've up. like seen Trey's like show like any kind of emotion other than just like smugness.
1: Yeah, like any yeah, surprised that things yeah. aren't going exactly according to his perfectly planned scenario or whatever.
0: And I think um I think Zach's actually like hung up at that point because then Trey's <laughs> kind of goes into like a inner monologue for for a while as well after that, right?
1: He sort of says, like, okay, like, the, you know, Romafeller Foundation, uh, Trade is talking, and he says the Roma Feller Foundation is kind of uneasy with Zex, like, obviously he's kind of a loose cannon. If we have to, like, punish him, that's going to look really bad because he's such a hero mm-hmm. to the other soldiers in Oz, so that that's kind of a losing situation for us. But we also can't really keep him under control, so if he dies in combat, he'll be a martyr, and you know be an inspiration um but it's kind of i was like Traze is kind of conflicting here because he's like uh you know you would be such a great hero if you died zex for the cause but then he's also like hurry up and return to me zex
0: yeah i wasn't quite really quite sure about that response either like what exactly Traze's is i mean i feel like Traze's is kind of character that would think like thinking like multiple steps ahead so maybe he's i don't know know what exactly is you know going through his head in that situation
1: right like roma feller's motive is pretty clear like Mm -hmm. hey if we just turn this guy into a martyr we don't have to deal with him and we also like don't look bad in the eyes of the soldiers um but like trey's is kind of more hard to predict like he sort of seems like he he likes that martyr idea too but he maybe he also just sort of seems like he um would not like likes likes having the world with zex in it even if he's not like doing what he is you know what they want him to do just because it's like uh you know he's he's an interesting dude he's his friend i guess
0: yeah i I don't know yeah if, if anything i was gonna say that um like even if they have like ideological differences i feel like there's definitely some still some like Mutual respect between the two, which I feel like is right. maybe where Trey's comment is coming from.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he just wants his friend back on a personal level. Um, he, needs,
0: he needs somebody to uh, feed the uh, feed the parrots with and uh, shoot archery or whatever the hell he does on his compound.
1: <laughs> yeah, and of course, the, and of course, you know, it goes without saying that once again, Trey's is hanging out at a medieval castle
0: because that's how he do. Oh, shit. Man, we get we so many great chase poses in this episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to move on. We got to get to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, got this? <laughs> but, yeah, so it sounds like there's essentially kind of, they're talking about giving, kind of giving, like, Zex a way out to escape, but it seems more of like a suicide mission, if anything, because there's right. 50 Ares and Twenty cancers from the alliance that are on their way to attack that ship. Yeah, um, and
1: it's not really given like what their motivation beyond like the captain or someone says. Like, there's these old alliance, former alliance troops who are trying to like make a message to Oz or like prove a point or something. Like, what's their motivation? Yeah,
0: gain gain the attention of Rumorfeller or something like that. But right, uh, yeah, I don't. It seems kind of excessive. I guess. I guess maybe they knew. Tall geese was there, but it seems kind of an excessive number of uh Right mobile suits, but yeah, who knows. Yeah. No. Nothing else to do.
1: And uh no no Leos or uh no Leos or Tragos though. So just Aries mm. and Cancers. Yep, yep. Yeah, moving on, I believe this is an introduction of a character that uh and certainly maybe a character type that you know, forever uh, gone, but forever <laughs> yes. in our hearts. R.I.P. General Septum, but <laughs> hashtag voice of an angel. <laughs> and uh, but uh, you're uh, we're about to be introduced to sort of the next best thing to Septum, in my opinion. Chief Engineer I, I had so, so it's been a while since we've seen it and seen this character. I thought that. The Tubarov character, I thought that was Duke Dermale, but Duke Dermale
0: is the guy talking to him, his superior? Is that true? I guess so, yeah, because I feel like I always... I feel like that's the name I had in my head, too, is Duke Dermal. Yeah, right.
1: Did, didn't we call him that? I was <laughs> I, <thought>, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: we might have. Yeah, it's been a while, but... Because I don't... Yeah, because those are the only two fellery names... That I think or Duke Jamal was like the main I guess Roman Fellery name that stuck yeah. in my head.
1: So that guy is Duke Jamal, right? I think it's so. Dermale. The guy who's
0: yeah, who's with Tuberoff. I think it
1: I think so. Yeah. It's so funny. He he's like he's been in a he's sort of almost like an ever-present character through a lot of the series and yeah. I can't remember what eventually happens to him. Um No, me neither. But you would think he's kind of a important character because he's sort of the clearest closest thing to like a head of Romafeller type character
0: yeah i think so unless
1: but this guy but the, the guy who we think is called dermail he's definitely been around like yeah a it... couple episodes like he's sort of like excellent work you know and roma feller will not you know like he just yeah
0: yeah definitely been at some fun some of those fundraisers with uh trays, kind of like rubbing <laughs> yeah. elbows and
1: there's a there's ten thousand dollars <laughs> yeah, plate, <a> plate fundraiser <laughs> Oz fundraiser exactly. <laughs> you get a little, little VIP meet and greet with Trey Scutronada. Yeah. VIP meet and greet. You know, get a selfie with uh, a selfie with mail. But you know that everyone really wants the selfie with Trey's. Like,
0: <laughs> well, no one just... really
1: cares about getting a selfie with those other Oz momenteller types.
0: It's kind of difficult to uh, catch him when he's not uh, dripping wine on people from the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Warren, what's uh, what's going on at with uh, our boy, uh, Dermail and uh, Chief Engineer Tuberoff?
1: So yeah, the um, we see some Leos all hooked up with cables, um, because they're the older Leo types and they have to be controlled <laughs> with these long, long umbilical cables or whatever. Um, but yeah, Dubrov is apparently the uh, the genius behind the mobile dial system and explaining, you know, this great new system for battle, We faster and far better than human soldiers could ever be, and all the other benefits that comes with automated warfare. Uh, and Jamal is pretty pleased with it. And... There's an awesome, they give this impressive demonstration where they shoot up some, some tanks, <laughs> which, and, and the Gundam Wing Universe tanks always, like, are, like, speeding sideways across a field while, like, strafing. their turret is turned, yeah, strafing, they're so strafing <gasps> because their turret is turned sideways toward and then there's that, um, like, kind of cool shot that I feel was even just used recently, um, And for some reason, I thought of the movie Suicide Squad. (laughs) Let's not go down that tangent.
0: No, that was one thing that stuck out to me during the whole mobile dial demonstration was we got this Leo shooting these like automatic machine guns at these like giant paper circle ring targets too. And like, what's the point? Like you're shooting like an automatic weapon at a target that if you hit it once, it's going to like score it as a hit. Like, right. it doesn't seem super practical in terms of trying to gauge the accuracy or anything of anything. I, maybe maybe yeah, it's right. like a sniper rifle or something, but, like, <laughs> if, if you just, like, sh- like shot willy-nilly and, like, spun around in a chair and whatever, like, for, like, a few seconds, then you're bound to hit it. <laughs> Those targets were pretty yeah. large, too. It's probably, like, what, like, maybe, like, two meters across, at least?
1: At least. They um they kind of also uh that for some reason <laughs> just, those targets reminded me of the uh Quidditch hoops from Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 they're probably like about the size of them too, come to think of it. Probably about two meters across. Sticking <laughs> up about hundred feet in the air.
0: <laughs> All right, Warren, if you were a Quidd- if you were on a Quidditch team, what position would you play?
1: I mean, the most fun would obviously be uh, the beater, right? You get to like swat, swat little quasi sentient (laughs) balls at people. You will bat.
0: I can only actually think of two positions: seeker and beater. But I know there's more than that. I guess goalie, maybe. And whoever is, I believe it's called. What's that? Yeah, the
1: keeper is. It's not a goalie. Keeper,
0: (laughs) but. What's the position of the people who just like are in charge of scoring?
1: Uh I believe that Angelina what's her name and Katie Bell are chasers, is chasers, the word you're building. thinking of. <laughs> I'm just lacking yes. some Harry Potter uh, knowledge there. <laughs> we
0: we get a little bit of a, during this whole mobile doll demonstration, <clears throat> we get a we get a party crasher. Um <laughs> in the form of uh, Trey's Christianata in a Leo of his own. That's uh, He's Manning. And, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a lot going on here. Um, but if, guess, if by crashing the party, you
1: need shooting bullets, like, at the building that the head <laughs> of the Rockefeller Foundation is standing in.
0: <laughs> but also, sure. I guess we find out the secret of the best defense is just hunching your shoulders a little bit. And then if you do that, you'll be able to withstand, like, a few seconds of bullet fire, just like straight on,
1: yeah, crouching, crouching behind that little tiny shield, that little small round shield that they have, that mm-hmm. only you know only actually covers like maybe ten percent of the leo's profile,
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah we you get crouching
1: like... crouching crouch a little bit, yeah, you're good,
0: <laughs> and and we get I feel like this is kind of like not too unexpected from him, um kept his his overall perspective about humans being on the battlefield and soldiers and kind of the importance of the human aspect I guess of of uh of battle and everything and he, he seems to be a bit skeptical about just the total automation of of the uh mobile dolls um, yeah and uh you know kind of like wants to take him on um <laughs> and uh it's I found this scene kind of interesting in when Tuberoff is like, like, fuck that. Like, kill him. like <laughs> Yeah, right. And then, and then Trace gives the order, order to... Uh, Murder Tuberoff. Which I feel like is yeah, not the, the most you... uh, official of orders. orders. Yeah, uh, I remember one. this from seeing this back in
1: high school, and it's like, oh, it doesn't really sound like <laughs> a like official... Like, when you just say, kill him, or... If it was going to be wanted to be quick, or just like, yeah, it's just sort of weird, and it's also weird that the guy says like, "I'm assassinating you on the orders of Colonel Dre.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the soldier just trying to, um, like, process it and self-justify that order by making that slight word right. change, like, "Oh, yeah, assassinate." Maybe... I guess that's okay. Murdering, huh? maybe not, but assassination, totally down with. Yeah, it. yeah. So, so
1: about this, it, this, is, I remember this. I remember seeing this way back the first time I saw Gundam Wing. The mobile dolls may very well be, and as we clearly see later in the episode, much more superior on the battlefield, whereas Traze's point is not necessarily uh, is not necessarily like has to be at odds with um... with the mobile dolls. <laughs> With the mobile dolls, like yeah, you could still have the mobile dolls, and they're really good. Um, they could be really efficient, but like also just have good leaders or people that you know soldiers trust.
0: No, I think I think you're I think you're right though because um, now that I think about what I was saying about his, I feel like there was a little bit of talk that he had after we to listen to it, kind of about right because I think he even like. Yeah, because he does kind of talk about the humanity versus the dolls, but yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the point really is more about, isn't necessarily against the concept, but yeah, it's some hierarchical, yeah, chain of command shit.
1: Yeah, well, right, because it's like, it, it's not, his point is not just that like, oh, look, I was able to defeat the mobile dolls, so I'm better than them. It's also that thing, he's making that point that uh, um, he could have had his soldiers yes. are willing to follow yes. him to kill and would listen to his order. and They're just so devoted to him that they would kill the guy.
0: Exactly. Thank you for providing a soundbite of that last uh, 10 minutes that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that includes...
1: Yeah, please please just get rid of that 10 minutes and just use that soundbite, please. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I, I, think, I think part uh, of my overall confusion with that scene was... Just because the very ending of that scene was Trey's fucking posing in the, like, has, kind of has cockpit door open with that Leo. He's got, a, like, one knee up, or one leg up. He's kind of yep. standing at a sideways position. His cape's blowing in the wind. Just, uh... Um, billowing. Just, you yeah, are billowing. <laughs> just monologuing, and just a, a very majestic sight.
1: Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just you. Also, we also could just not have to worry about the analysis of what this scene is about, or mobile dolls versus humans, or whatever. Is is this really just another excuse for like Trey's to kind of show off and be like, "I'm a badass"?
0: Exactly. I, I assume he was just doing that in the middle of the in the middle of that field, <laughs> like just after right. uh, after he like got off the comms with a uh, Tuperoff and the other soldiers in the room. As as he opened up his cockpit to get out, he just decided uh, to pose here for a minute, just taking that taking that fresh air.
1: Right, a nice breeze. Um, maybe he, do you think he um? So do you think he just has a personal dislike for Tubrov? Like maybe he just really doesn't like him as a person. Like he finds him like to be a creep or something, and doesn't like him. Um, or is this more about the fact that Phaze really does have this? ideological uh, stance that there have to be humans on the battlefield.
0: Uh, Tugarov strikes me as the kind of person who would clash with Treys from that standpoint. Kind of similar to, I guess, like, I feel like Zex, even though, as you mentioned, it was Churwa that took out uh, Ott. Um, I could also see, like, Zex and Ott kind of being at odds with a. Uh, right things just ideologically um but yeah Tuberov seems to me from the this brief introduction that we've got from him um definitely somebody who would be i guess less have like less scruples and uh, maybe do things in a less than chivalrous manner that yeah Trey's might think in his twisted ideals uh you know, or things that would not fit within his kind of ideals, even though his ideals are kind of not the best either.
1: Yeah. It kind of, um, did you ever watch Poldark?
0: No. Okay.
1: It kind of just, cause it kind of just reminds me of like two of the main characters in that with this rivalry. Um, like one is like very much, was like kind of born into nobility and is very much about like, doing the right thing, and being honorable, and um, the other one is, the other, his rival character is sort of a rags to riches, but he's also kind of ruthless, like, he's also just, like, on the extreme end of, like, practical, like, to the point of being ruthless, which I could sort of see as, like, a similar to what's going on with, like, Hmm. you know, Trey clearly has all his affectations for, like, the nobility lifestyle and the chivalry and you know the, the way wars should be fought and how soldiers should be and like uh tubarov just seems to be more kind of like hey this is the most practical way to get things done this is the best this is the best thing the mobile dolls are clearly better and so yeah it's just sort of like a, a clash we, but we got, we got that um
0: we got that new money off.
1: That new money Tuberov, yeah it's just kind of like here's the, here's the best way to do it so 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 luckily without getting in any spoilers uh, tubarov will be with us for a while needless to
0: say What? yeah yeah thank god if if we lost tubarov <laughs> again this episode uh, I don't know if I could take it <laughs> after that after the voice you, was introduced never mind attack the colonel and kill him
1: here's a scenario like if those soldiers what if um you know Trey's did just say murder tubarov and, like, what if um, those soldiers had just acted a little bit quicker and just straight up, like, <laughs> shot Tubarov instantly? And then, like, Trace had, like, finished, like, his really badass, like, flashing up the mobile dolls. And he's like, as you can see, Tubarov, uh, mobile dolls. And they're like, ah, uh, uh, Trace, uh, yeah, Tubarov, we, we, just, we just shot him. You, you told us to shoot him, so we did. And Trace is like, Um, So as you can see, Chief Engineer Tubarov, I hope you'll have more respect for the human. And like, uh, Trey, he's dead. We shot him. You told us to. Like, (laughs) do you think uh, that was just a happy coincidence of timing that those soldiers made a long-winded, like, I'm assassinating you on the orders (laughs) of Trey's speech? Or do you think that was all part of uh, Trey's plan that they would not shoot him? His, uh, uh, his, uh, know, my,
0: yeah. My thoughts are that, uh, that I feel like that's not the first time that Trace has pulled that kind of a uh, stunt to, to make a statement, make a broad <laughs> sweeping, uh, uh, statement either <laughs> make a big show out of it. So I think, I, I feel like a few people early on in Trace's career, um, you know, I'm sure there are a few casualties. Uh, where, after that, there are a couple of emails that went out that was like, well, I appreciate your loyalty and ability to obey orders. Um, just, <laughs> just give it a few, few beats, you know, before you <laughs> go through with it.
1: Yeah. Right. Sometimes I'm just kind of being dramatic, so yeah. bear with me. So, you, so, you, so you're assuming, Brendan, that all those soldiers who were pointing their pistols at Tubrov. We're all kind of, like, looking knowingly at each other, like, just just give it a minute, give it a minute, just, yeah. just wait for it, <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> it is kind of funny, too, that, um, I guess, Duke DeMerell didn't have any, like, reaction. We don't get, like, any reaction of him. Yeah, that's, that's sort of what I was getting at. Like, yeah. he just kind of, like,
1: oh, that's nice. should there have been something where he was, like, raised? stop this what are you doing like why are you <laughs> or something but he's just kind of watching like he's like oh yo two about to get a shot Trace
0: is, maybe Trace is also pulling a similar thing at some of those dinner parties too <laughs> and uh, <laughs> duke's well aware of his uh of his plans.
1: he's just like he's like you, you just got trays two <laughs> it's like oh man he did it's like at my birthday two years ago <laughs> he did this to me Uh, uh, a a bunch of soldiers rushed out and pointed machine guns at me and my wife and my family oh my gosh I almost had a heart attack and then I was like oh this is is so (laughs) traced
0: that's so (laughs) traced
1: everything about this is so (laughs) traced like walking around a castle while he like talks to himself you know standing with his billowing cape Um, so we see uh, we see Lady Un. And there's the uh there's the five doctors who I now know dr o is bald dude and he has a he has a pretty fun voice too i gotta say youngsters always want to think things out rationally <laughs>
0: he definitely does um i was I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't like kind of taken aback <laughs> the first time I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And yeah, not, not, was not expecting that. <laughs> Another interesting thing that I pulled that I think something to look forward to or kind of like keep an eye on in the future too is um, it definitely seems like there's like a variety of opinions from the different doctors. Um, kind of just basically around like everything in terms of the, either the mobile dolls or just, um, you know, some definitely leaning more towards the, I don't want to say pacifist, but like a- almost just like, um, adverse—not adverse, but uh, not as like gung ho and bloodthirsty, almost as some of the other doctors. Um, so it's kind of interesting. It'll be interesting to see going forward if the doctors like a lot, if the doctors and kind of their ways of thinking, like directly, correspond with the pilots.
1: There's so much. Like, there's so many, and, and we're going to get to that one eventually, the big speech at the end of this uh, episode. But there's a lot of stuff that it almost, like, in Gundam Wing, is, like, is this, like, you know, fancy wordplay? Or, like, is, is there any, like, is it, is it just, like, sometimes you wonder with, like, the speeches and quotes they make, like, is it just style over substance? Because I just feel like sometimes at the end I'm, like, the doctors like kind of say all these things and it's like, uh, so, okay. So what is their point and motivation? Because it wasn't really clear. It seems like they were just kind of like they say some stuff that sort of sounds meaningful, but then you try to, you try to unpack it and I don't know if there's anything to unpack. You you know what I
0: mean? Yeah. It's it's definitely (laughs) like, it's definitely a case where like, yeah, sometimes I'm thinking like, is it just like, so like dense and like, not even dense in like a good way, but just like dense in terms of like a, you know, amount of dialogue per second uh delivery. Right. Where I'm just like not like processing it. Or is it another like Yoda prequel uh hate leads to suffering, suffering leads to darkness, darkness leads to violence or whatever bullshit that doesn't actually right. mean anything. You can kind of rearrange doesn't everything mean anything. and it's still the same. Um, right. It just it's like style
1: over substance like it just sounds kind of it sounds like it's significant. Yeah. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> and that's someone, how you know like, it's hard.
0: like Warren.
1: Yeah, someone who's like trying to be a philosopher, but they're kind of stupid. (laughs) Because it's like, I feel like they say stuff like, you know, wars are meaningless. You have to have passionate soldiers to give them any meaning at all. And it's like, yeah, okay, but wait, 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 back up. You just said they're meaningless, but you have like to get and then you're like, kind of just more confused than you initially were. You're like, that sounded kind of dramatic, but I don't know if it made actual sense.
0: Luckily, it doesn't Really seem to matter too much, at least uh, at least currently, because um, so what's going on with here? I guess like there's some like, the Taurus dolls, right? And they're like um, going after one of the shuttles, um, one of the shuttles mm-hmm. of the Gundam pilots that got launched uh, last episode, um, and it sounds like Lady Un's uh, giving the I guess order to ne Arbor and Nicole's back. Um, <laughs> and uh Oh no, we'll I guess I guess is it before that that the Alliance uh the Alliance uh sees a shuttle and they're like kind of like intercepting them?
1: Yeah, we get that scene with they're like on their little space station or something. And uh this that oh that oh that this Alliance guy, um I, I wrote down like right away just from his conversation with this subordinate, I was like, "This guy is actually pretty smart. Like, he doesn't trust Oz. He's trying to get the gun to pilot, and he's also like telling them, which is which is usually like, uh, there's like some un- some guy who's like overconfident, like, huh? There's only like five Oz suits. We've got twenty. No problem." <laughs> It's like that typical like overconfidence that always ends badly. Whereas this guy is actually like, I told you not to be like, don't like, don't be overconfident or whatever. Like this is like, this is one of the smarter characters I think we've encountered in a while. Like yeah, I and as, totally as we understood see from
0: him. his, uh, his actions at the end too, he, he's definitely yeah. uh, thought things out. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess as they're trying to pull out um, or kind of intercept to grab. Grab one of the uh, Gundam pilots in the shuttle. Um, <clears throat> Lady Un sending the the Taurus mobile suits kind of uh, through Nico, who's commanding them or programming them or something, um, to a- attack the space Leos I guess. And uh, yeah, just like really, fu- like they really fuck them up pretty bad.
1: <laughs> they yeah, they just trash them. I don't think they get. I don't think they score a hit. On a single one of those mobile dials.
0: They got that aimbot enabled. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> they trounced them. Yeah.
0: Um and
1: uh and Nicole is just kinda like, you guys do my work. I'm gonna go get the shuttle.
0: Yeah, as, as they mentioned, going after the shuttle. <laughs> um I think it's Dr. J who asked like Hand me the communication system. Huh? Okay, sure.
1: <laughs> um Yeah. <laughs> I had a note I was yeah. hoping you'd put that in like so
0: huh? okay, sure. <laughs> um, Here. Yeah, but I guess like catchers like broadcasting on Hero's frequency, which was really smart for some unknown reason. <laughs> um yeah. just, just more but generic it is, it messages is about space going to space. Hey everyone, let's go back to space. <laughs>
1: let's all be let's all be together yeah. in space.
0: <laughs> um but uh yeah, Lady Un I guess her overall plan like is working out because um the oh, doctors you're, professors you're so scientists engineers uh, agree to uh, agree to help her make some sort of some sort of mobile suit um, in the right. future
1: yeah she's um she's so she's like just so ruthless in this scene like I, it's like oh all right well um you're not gonna help me I'm gonna go kill one of your pilots right in front of you she she coerces them. Like I'm gonna kill this dude, and then even later, like after they're like, okay, fine, we'll make your mobile suit. She says to Nicole, like, all right, you know, kill that dude, <laughs> yeah. like out of the room. <laughs> yeah, I guess the scientists are like
0: not like in the room for that point because they're not like, hey, wait, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, like, well, no, they should at like wanted
1: some. They should have like wanted some proof, like one of those like hostage exchanges where it's like, let the hostage go first, then I'll give you the money. You know they could have been like, bring him here, and we can see that he's alive, and then we'll work for you. But <laughs> they're just like, all I right, dem- we'll take your word for it. <laughs> I demand a picture of Troia
0: holding up today's newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, so this is another part of the episode where I was kind of confused what was going on when the alliance uh, captain, I guess, or pilot who seems to be in charge of things finally makes it to the shuttle. Um, he kind of he, he makes it to a shuttle, and we see it in this uh, catcher shuttle, and Catcher is asleep in a coma, knocked out. I don't exactly know why he exhausted. He's... I guess was that
1: exhausted from just repeating himself for hours and hours <laughs> on end on Hero's frequency.
0: I, I guess so. Yeah, I wasn't exactly sure why he wasn't functional at that point. Um,
1: so um, they get yeah does the old switcheroo. They think that, I guess, they what they Oz thinks is that the Gundam pilot shot the Leo and is trying to escape. So they're like, kill the pilot and blow up the shuttle, and hopefully they ignore the upper torso of the Leo that's just floating away. <laughs> I guess that's part of his plan. Part of the Alliance guy's plan is that like, oh, no one will pay attention to that like upper half of a Leo that just floats away.
0: I feel I feel like just given the uh propen- given the uh propensity, I don't know if that's the right word, <laughs> probably not, but for like mobile suits just to explode from like anything, from like machine gun fire or whatnot. Um, that's probably a pretty risky gambit to pull. <laughs> just hoping the hoping the Leo wouldn't explode or any sort of like air leak happened in the cockpit.
1: <laughs> yeah, how did he figure that I I don't know what he did, like put a little explosive on it or something so it would you know well I mean, <laughs> this is the this is the rabbit hole we need to go down because so because yeah. nico nico says the shuttle just fired on the leo yeah but did the shuttle have a gun and if so did that, did that if, it, if it did have a gun
0: yeah, did that
1: that does that mean the alliance guy like shot the shuttle's gun like really carefully to only like damage the leo and send it careening off into space or did he like plant an explosive or he's like ah this explosive will destroy half of the leo and make it look done but it'll actually just float off with the pilot and also do you think he thought he do you think that alliance guy thought about like the trajectory you know knowing that like you know an object in space if you just throw it or whatever it's going to keep it's going to keep moving Do you think he was actually like, I think there's a colony sort of in that direction. So if I just sort of blow the Leo off in that direction, the pilot will eventually land there. Like, what's 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 his end game? Is he just like, oh, he'll survive and like someone will pick him up? Because he's just in the top half of the Leo with presumably not great life support or like food and just floating in space.
0: Yeah, no, that's a that's a good question. I feel like it's something that hopefully may be answered in the next few episodes. Um, like, kind of what happens to Catra and the floating torso of that Leo? Um, but yeah, so that's we we'll have to keep an eye out for that because I don't remember. And I, I guess I guess at that point, considering what happened to that shuttle, like a minute later or less than a minute later, um, it probably was a the best you could do with the situation, <laughs> and kind of just like. Uh, better than nothing, right. I guess. Better than him being blown up in the shuttle. Right,
1: um, I mean, at least he has a chance. He's not going to get captured or killed. Yeah, so I, I like don't know that. how
0: much thought came into the uh, mathematical equations and geometry required to... Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. It'd be great if the, next, if the next episode was just, like, the equivalent of, like, the elevator, stuck in the elevator episode. <laughs> and it was just, like, an entire episode that's completely from Catra's perspective with no no other like uh segues or transitions to other characters like the entire episode is just him like you know like montaging his time away like spending like the next like 4 weeks in that leo cockpit and like how he does it and it shows him like collecting water to drink and like you know catching uh catching space fish to eat <laughs> and just like surviving <laughs> surviving in that in that leo cockpit or, like, uh, there's, of course, like, the scene where he, like, he rigs up, like, use it, like, rewires something to, like, make a distress signal or, like, contact duo or something. Wouldn't that be great? Like, yeah, I like remember little, that... Um, just
0: one of the like, bottle episodes, kind of.
1: Yeah, like that episode of um, Breaking Bad where they're stuck in the desert in the RV. Oh, yeah. Like, just, like, that equivalent, except for, like, Catra and a Leo torso.
0: <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> Yeah, if if there's an episode just completely devoted to Katya, like sign me up. I'm already bought in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on
1: board. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think so. We switch back. Um. Uh, switch back to Zex, and it looks like the fifty Aries and twenty Cancer are on their way, and it's not really too much to talk about, at least on my end. Um. Uh, there's yeah. a few fight scene or a pretty decently long fight scene. Um, the only thing I really have to note from that was there was one scene in particular that I thought was kind of cool, where it's near the very end, um, where tall Geese is flying away from the camera towards a bunch of Aries who are flying towards the camera, and there's like maybe like a dozen Aries, and they both like zoom mm-hmm. up at the same time. You kind of see like the tall Geese's streak going up, and you also see like the twelve mm-hmm. Aries streaks going up. Um, I think those were missiles. Were those missiles I coming it was, towards it? Was it missiles? I thought it was Ares. I thought it was Ares. Maybe it was missiles. It was you,
1: God like damn he it. like shoots up. <laughs> he, he shoots up from the water, right? And then all the things follow him. Uh, and then right, right after right. The, that, the the cancers come up to the surface and like open their crab claws and shoot a whole bunch of missiles. And then like the Ares shoot a whole bunch of missiles. So there's like that classic shot of like anime, tons of missiles flying, which looks pretty cool. Yeah, And then, like, they're all sort of homing in on him, on Zex, and then he, like, flies straight up away from the water. And I think that's what you're thinking of, where they all kind of, like, streak after him. And then those two Ares, like, grab him. And he's like, not a bad move, you know, or something like, like not bad, or something, he says. But then it is kind of a weird move, because then the, mess- the missiles, like, hit, but just, like, blow up the Ares, and yeah, he kind yeah, of makes right. it out.
0: And that's when he is. That when he falls back into the water, because I feel like he was. I, I think was that's the... that's
1: when he falls into the water. Yeah. After that,
0: yeah. Gotcha. And the cancers get their revenge.
1: But, um, but to your point, Brendan, they would certainly not be avenging their cancer brethren because, amazing cancer pilot though he was, um, Alex was an Oz pilot and. One who was like particularly brutal and horrible to the oh,
0: alliance, yeah. I, I forgot that, yeah. I forgot so. there were, these were alliance, I these uh, guys videos, would be like, or Aries and uh, stuff, yeah. Just all right. Yeah. Been, <clears throat> no, I have a side note about cancer versus Pisces, but we don't have time to get into that. Um, oh, oh, we do, we do not. So, during the during the whole battle between the, the alliance, uh, suits and uh. Zex, we we get some fun Zex inner monologue too, right? Where his like masks, his mask starts like breaking and essentially he's kind of going through like, hey, like talking to trays in his mind, which I think reinforces what we were talking about before, where there, right. there definitely is a relationship, like a friendship or a respect or something between the two of them. um, But essentially Zex is saying that once his mask breaks, he can no longer be... I guess even be like Zex and be Trace's friend. Um, right. I guess go back to the whole Millardo uh, uh, persona. Or yeah, yeah. Um, shouldn't
1: he? Shouldn't? Shouldn't he have told? Uh, wouldn't it have been nice if he told Trace this, like, not like a few seconds before his mask was about to break? <laughs> he like he like, not He doesn't really. Doesn't get Trace much warning on this. Trace She's just sent like, some, oh, uh, a
0: box of like super glue, just like, hey, here you go, just in Come case. Have uh, any issues? <laughs> but the whole thing, like, also, I, get, I think, gets back to a point where we've a, a well-trodden point of this podcast, where, like, what sort of fucking A <laughs> well-trodden, what sort of like concussive <laughs> impact would cause your mask to like shatter? Just from getting, like, hit? And if so, if it were to, like, shatter your mat, like, a metal, ceramic, whatever mask you had in your face, like, what would that be doing right. to your body at that point? Right. <laughs> like, well, he, he, he had a little blood on his face, to be fair. Come on. Like, it wasn't even him, like, hitting, like the, hitting the windshield or anything. Like, it was just a concussive force of the missiles hitting him. It was causing his, like, mask to just, like, break, like, crack and shatter. Like that would would not be good for your insides or outsides or (laughs) any part of your body. No,
1: no, no, I I agree completely. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was a time, maybe it was like a time release mask break. Like,
0: (laughs) I also like how like once that happens, once his mask shatters and he's like, Nope, I guess, I guess done with that. And like before in the battle, he was like kind of like cocky and like, Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like, 50 Aries and 20 Cancer. Like, yeah, that's a fair fight. Like, whatever. Like, I can take him on. But then, like, immediately once his mask broke, he's like, I'm out of here. See you, guys. <laughs> he just, like, zooms off.
1: Right, yeah. And also, wouldn't... that's a good point. Like, the Togeese is extremely fast. Like, um, you know, wasn't that a worry of Romafeller? Um... I mean, I guess maybe it wasn't a worry because they know that Zex is too, like, chivalrous to do that. But, like, wouldn't that be a worry that he would just, like, immediately just get in the Tollgeese and fly away? Before the the Aries could get there. (laughs) Uh, Not really uh, sure what to make of this, Chief. We got a Tollgeese cockpit with looks like some uh, shattered pieces of a face mask sitting on the ground.
0: Well, it seems to me that Zex reached his breaking point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'll touch it up in post so is sex gone warren i kind of want you to lead lead us into this uh this next piece which i feel like has, has oh. sim- kind of similar to episode 13 maybe not quite to the extent but it's definitely a landmark in our gundam wing watching um oh history. it absolutely is yeah
1: yeah um <laughs> is this the one i can't remember there was um uh there was a time where we had uh, we were, like, doing maybe, like, our second watching or 1st rewatching of Gundam Wing, which I think was around 2008. But, like, when we had that, like, that dinner, like, that welcome home dinner you, yes. you did for me. And there was something, like, we, we started talking about something about Gundam Wing. We both just started laughing, like, uncontrollably for, like, five minutes, like, couldn't function at the restaurant. We were just, like, this moment, this particular scene, uh, on our first re watching of Gundam, we were discussing it, and yeah, it just reduced us to <laughs> a non functioning state of laughter because it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> and
0: we're gonna listen to the scene, um, real time, probably won't include the real time feed into the podcast because some highlights, too long just some part. highlights, yeah, but just some highlights. All right, ready? Earth,
1: the earth, on earth, on earth, the earth, the earth, the earth. The Earth on Earth, the colonies think they've joined the big boys.
0: So that was just for the record. That was a good two minutes and twenty one seconds.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 so it's, it's just hard. Yeah. So where to where to begin? Um,
0: I think I think I I I'd just like to begin just at the very end where the teacher, professor, whoever who here was at the front of the classroom speaking um, with. Um, I guess apparently he had just asked him to introduce himself and that was the result. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like, um
1: yeah, I remember making a joke about like this like uh the speech like, you know, tell us what you uh did over your summer vacation yeah. <laughs> and Billy's like, We went it's like we went on a shuttle to Earth and went to Disney World, which we always wanted to go to. And then it's like, Okay, hero now to <laughs> your speech
0: pulls out his manifesto
1: oh my god well it's and it's okay so if you had to like try to use get the cliff notes version of hero's speech uh what what is it like what's like if you reduce it to three sentences or or thereabouts what would it be Brendan?
0: um Uh, I feel like at some point I just kind of start spacing out <laughs> during it because it's so long. Um, it's hard not to. Yeah. yeah. And, and he also continues it during the uh, afterwards. I guess he is. I don't know, he's just like in the bathroom, just like, well, I'm going to finish my speech. Matter. My- oh, you can't stop me. <laughs> he just like, continues, <laughs> <on>. <laughs> continues. But um, at least the beginning part, there's definitely, definitely seems like there's a piece about um, kind of like people are shitty on like everywhere, like there, like just kind of human nature in terms of, right, um, like abusing natural resources and just like fighting each other. Whether you're the Earth right. or the colonies, um, I feel like it. I, I maybe at this point I think I just kind of like just timed out or that timed out, but zoned out. Um, yeah. And- was it was it a bit like more optimistic at the end, like during like the just like the voiceover. Um, like, after he gets cut off by his teacher?
1: I can't remember. Maybe. Well, we'll have to play that clip, too, because that's, like, I think that's only, like, two or three sentences that yeah. he says while it shows that shot of uh, Zex or Miliardo on the beach, kind of washed up on the beach. Oh, face down, um, ass up. <laughs> face down, ass up. And But, yeah, it's like you were describing earlier when you kind of listened to the um, – you said something earlier when you said, like, how you were listening to the uh, – uh, to the science, to the, to the doctor's talk, um, that like you try to pay attention and then you sort of like can't, yeah, <laughs> like, just... you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's hard because I, it's probably something to do with like the translation, uh, or, or something. Uh, but it's just, it's like sort of hard to follow. I, I you know, yeah. it doesn't have a clear like flow to it. I mean, I, it sort of does. He's talking about the colonies and stuff. But it's also kind of, Okay, where is this going? Like, what's the point? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I'm I'm gonna play the last part because I think it's only like half a minute, maybe.
1: Yeah, it's very short. So why do people fight anyway? Never perceived as being tainted. Um. Okay. So yeah. That.
0: <laughs> that, add, that clarify everything. That 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 helps.
1: Yeah. So I mean, it, yeah. So you could argue like if it was like a classically structured speech, and his point he was getting to was why do humans fight? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. He like he like starts in the beginning. It's like in the beginning there was human life on Earth. <laughs> it's pretty broad. Uh, some pretty broad topic there. Uh, the important, the important takeaways are he says. However, and he refers, he refers to the outer space, <laughs> and we both chuckled. And we both chuckled when he referred to uh, the colonists think they're joining the big boys now. <laughs> the
0: big boys. Big boys. <laughs> Maybe I'm imagining this. Is this the second time Heroes used Duo's name? I think it... Did he do it, back, it in might... like back on Earth, too?
1: Well, I thought at the first school he was in, at Rolina school, didn't he go... Didn't he use... No, he used his own name, right? Hero Yui, didn't he?
0: He might have, but I thought... But that he... Second... he, he...
1: He did use Duo at some point, like when he was in the hospital or something. There was some p- other point he definitely used his name. Yeah, didn't I, could he? Have, I
0: could have sworn that was the second time he pulled that trick. But uh, listeners, write in and let us know.
1: <laughs> well, everyone, uh, I hope the the audio quality was acceptable and uh, that you have enjoyed your time with us uh, for this return to Fundam Wingcast which I can't speak for you out there in listener land, but I can speak for myself, and I'm pretty sure I can speak for Brendan to say that we've enjoyed it like we always do, and um, we're glad to be back. And we are looking forward to you joining us next time on episode 19, which is... Brendan's title?
0: Uh I am not sure. I do not I actually did not watch the next on next time on this time. Neither did I. Yeah. So there we go. Join us
1: join us for DVD. join us for episode nineteen. Destroy Tolgies. Exclamation point. <laughs> 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 and as always, you can uh, you can reach us on Instagram, which I will be posting on very shortly, and Twitter at Fundam Wingcast and do drop us a line, fundumwingcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and stay safe, Uh, uh, and be careful during these crazy times, and we'll see you. We'll get through this together. I know we will.
0: Thanks a lot, everyone. That's enough,
1: Mueller.